0: Are you dreaming of visiting Switzerland? Planning a trip to Switzerland is very exciting, but it can also be overwhelming. How do you choose which of the many scenic cities, towns and villages to visit? Which mountaintop excursions should you take? And what's the best way to get around Switzerland? And of course, how much of the country can you realistically see within your time frame? If you've asked yourself any of these questions, this is the podcast for you. This is the Holidays to Switzerland travel podcast, and in each episode, your host, Carolyn and chats with Swiss travel experts to answer your most commonly asked questions, provide practical tips, and take you on a virtual visit to the most popular destinations, and of course, some hidden gems to help you plan your dream trip to Switzerland. And you'll hear plenty of conversations about Swiss cheese and chocolate too. Are you ready to plan your trip to Switzerland? Well, let's get started.
1: Hello, Swiss travellers. Welcome to episode 83 of the podcast. I'm your host, Carolyn, and I'm so glad to have your company today. If you're listening to this podcast, I guess there's a fair chance that you're interested in visiting Switzerland. And if you've started looking for ideas on where to visit and what to see, the famous alpine resort of Zermatt may well be one of the destinations that you have added to your itinerary. But Zermatt is just one of many fabulous towns and villages in the canton of Valais that are worth visiting, as you'll discover in today's podcast. I've travelled through the canton many times by both car and train, and I have been fortunate to visit Zermatt on a number of occasions. But I will admit I haven't explored valet in great detail, and that definitely must change. There's so much I learned about valet in my chat with Emily Morard and Mario Braid from Valet Tourism that I'm itching to take a much deeper look. From spectacular landscapes to man-made attractions, cute animals to delicious food and wine, vibrant cities to charming villages, there is something to appeal to everyone in valet. When you add in UNESCO World Heritage Sites, Hiking, winter sports, and festivals celebrating the customs of the Canton, you really do have the complete destination. I know you're going to find plenty of reasons to include some time in Valais in this episode. But before we hear from Emily and Mario, I'd like to say thank you, as always, to the folks from Switzerland Tourism for sponsoring the podcast. You'll find loads of information and inspiration for your Swiss trip planning. On their website, myswitzerland.com. If you need the train ride of a lifetime, you need Switzerland. Hello, Mario and Emily. Thank you very much for coming onto the podcast to tell us all about the Canton of Valais. Uh, would you both like to introduce yourselves and tell us uh, a little bit about your background and the Canton that you promote?
2: Yeah, hello, Caroline. It's a pleasure to be here with you and uh, your podcast. Um, I'm, I'm Mario and uh, I'm responsible for the long-haul markets for the Valle Maturon region. Uh, long-haul markets means uh, North America, Canada, and uh, Asia, including Asia Pacific means Australia and New Zealand as well. And uh, we, are, uh, we are promoting the valley within the international markets uh, in Europe and, as I mentioned before, in uh, in the long haul markets. And uh, Emily, she's responsible for Europe. I'd like to you introduce yourself, Emily.
3: Thank you, Mario. Yes, uh, it's a very good pleasure to be with you, Caroline, today. Uh, I'm working now since 10 years uh, with that company, uh, promoting and selling the beautiful canton of valley all over Europe together with Tim. Um, and I started as a market manager, and since five years, five years now, I'm uh, leading the European team, um, like Mario is doing uh, for for the long haul team. And uh, yeah, I was I was born and bred in ballet, <laughs> pretty much <laughs> for the background. And uh, I was lucky enough to to live and work the year in New York. And uh, yeah, this is
1: my background. Fantastic. And what about you, Mario? Were you uh, born and bred in Valais?
2: No, originally I'm from uh, from uh, the Graubünden area. I'm from Davos, born there. But uh, just recently, I uh, became also Valaisan. I have the Valaisan uh, citizenship now since this year.
1: Okay, so you're you're dedicated to that that canton, obviously.
2: I'm living 30 years now in the Valais, so uh, it was about time, I would say. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm sure you regarded it as a, as a local by now, Emily. For those listeners who aren't perhaps familiar with uh, with Valais, could you tell us whereabouts in Switzerland it actually is?
3: Valais is located southwest of Switzerland, so we're really at the border of France and Italy. Which is well, you know, uh, when you travel in the region, you will feel, you know, a bit the uh, the influence of both of the of the places because uh, we are we have a
1: strong culture uh, there. Mario, what are some of the characteristics of of the Canton?
2: Oh, first of all, uh, our beautiful landscape. And uh, for example, we have in in Switzerland we have in total forty eight peaks which are over uh, four thousand meters above sea level, or thirteen thousand feet above sea level. And forty five out of these forty eight are located in in the valley. Uh, The valley is also a bilingual uh, Canton region, so we speak uh, French and some kind of a German. <laughs> it's quite a special uh, Swiss-German dialect which people, for example, from the Syria-Korea can hardly understand when we talk to each other. Um, also agriculture is a big thing in our uh, in our canton in our region. We are the biggest wine producer in Switzerland. So one-third um, of the wine production, production um, of Switzerland comes from the Valle. Uh, we have over 60 different grapes and uh, it's quite hard to find Swiss wine uh, abroad uh, because we only export 1% of the total wine production. So uh, you need to come to Switzerland to taste uh, the vale wine. You need to come to us. And uh, another, another special thing is the, the apricot, the apricot, which is the... Local fruit from the valley. Eighty percent of the apricot production in Switzerland is made in in the valley, and then we have some. Special characteristics during our carnival season, the so-called checketa, uh, which uh, which are active during carnival, um, while well as a man wearing fur and carved wooden mask and scare the people while running around uh, through the villages in, uh, especially in the Luchental, which is a part of uh, of the valley. Mm.
1: And what time of year does that take place?
2: Uh, this is usually uh, I- around February. It depends. It's always related to Eastern, so it uh, can be end of January but can be also beginning of of, uh, of March, but usually it's in February.
1: Okay. All right. Keep that in mind. Now, uh, most people possibly know uh, one of Valet's famous um landmarks I guess you would call it is uh, the Matterhorn uh, and that's one of the best and best known and most photographed mountains in the world but I think there are some other impressive natural and man-made landmarks and attractions in the canton too. Emily could you tell us about some of those?
3: Yeah, you name it, Caroline. Uh, Valley is home of the, the Matron. But as you see, we have plenty of man-made attraction as well as natural beauty because Valley is really a land of, of adventure, of landscape, of mountain, as Maria mentioned it already. So just to name a few of our natural heritage, we can mention the Great Alec Glacier, which is a UNESCO World Heritage Site and the longest ice floor in Europe, uh, with its twenty-kilometer-long um, distance. Uh, as uh, for the man-made attraction, we have, for example, uh, the Gornogorod Pan, which celebrated in twenty-three its one hundred twenty-fifth years anniversary, and this the railway takes you up to three thousand one hundred meters above sea level and it will offer you uh, the best photo spot for the matter or new name before. Uh, there are just uh, two uh, two options there. Uh, and if you want to beat uh, world records, for uh, for example, you can go in South Bay during your stay, because there you will reach the highest revolving restaurant of the world. But to reach this point, you will have to take the highest underground funicular in the world. So once you're in the top there, you will be able to enjoy a stunning view on uh, 18 4,000 meter peaks. And when the sky is really clear, uh, you can see all the way through Milan. So this is quite something unique. And if we continue with Masterpiece, um, we have the Grand Dixons Dam uh, in the Val d'Erin. Uh There you will tick the box of the highest gravity dam of the world, And what's fantastic there is that you can visit the inside of the structure, you can learn about the history. And if you're kind of an adventure freak, uh, there is even a 700 meter long zip line. Mm -hmm. So it's up to you to choose where you you put the the adventure level.
1: (laughs) That sounds like a lot of fun. It is definitely, I can tell. Great. So there's plenty of uh, man-made and natural attractions that we can see. W- what about some of the the towns and mountain villages that uh, that people should visit when they're in the Canton, Mario? Have you got a few favourites that you'd like to share?
2: Yeah. First of all, we we have Brick, We just uh historical and cultural center of the German-speaking part of of the ballet. Brick has a a Mediterranean flavor and style. uh, With a car-free city center, you have a main square, uh, like a piazza in Italy, where you can enjoy outdoor dining, uh, bars, shopping, etc. You have a beautiful castle right in the city center, the Stockholper Palace. And you can use Brick uh, really as a hub to discover the region, to to uh, to discover highlights mentioned before by Emily, like the, the Matterhorn, the Allege Glacier, everything is is nearby there. Uh, in the French speaking part, we have Martigny, which is also the home of the the famous Saint Bernard dog. Uh, also, regarding culture, we have the Fondation, the Foundation Chanada which offers regular exhibitions of great artists, just like Picasso, Miró etc. So it's also a cultural hub there in the, in the French-speaking part. And then talking about villages, uh, carfree villages are uh, one important point uh, in in our region. Also, if you talk about sustainability, uh, we have the car-free villages of Riederalb and Bedmeralb based uh, just at the LH Glacier uh, mentioned by Emily before, the UNESCO World Heritage Site, and also the Glacier Village Sarsfei, with the highest revolving restaurant, is car free, and uh, even uh, we have some hot spring, hot springs area in uh, in our region in the valley. The most famous is probably Loikebad, which is the largest thermal water spa resort in the Alps. And uh, talking again from the French speaking part, we. We have Noda, for example, which is home. Is the home of the Alporn. This very typical and traditional Swiss music instrument. You even can can book some Alporn classes there in Noda and try to play the Alporn. And furthermore, this region uh, around Noda and Besona is also very famous for its so-called Bises, which are water irrigation channels built in the past to, to water the land for the agriculture. Still in use and uh, you can do some beautiful and nice uh, easy hikes along those uh, business well, the r- irrigation channels. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. So there's really something for everyone, isn't there? Definitely. Yeah, a wide variety. Now, we, we've mentioned um, Zermatt a couple of times and we've had previous podcast episodes about Zermatt. So I'll, I'll link to those in the show notes if people haven't heard those and want to go back and, and listen to them. But most of our listeners probably know that Zermatt is a famous ski resort, um, but I think there's quite, probably quite a lot of other ski resorts in the Canton, given how many high peaks there are. Emily, are you a skier, and, and what are some of the, the the best mountains that we should visit to, to try the snow sports?
3: Oh yes, I'm definitely a skier, Caroline, and I can tell you we have plenty of spots where uh, you can go skiing. Um, I'd rather mention maybe the number of kilometers of slopes we have than resorts, because I think it maybe speaks better to the people. We have over 2,000 kilometers of slopes, uh, split in between a lot of destinations. We count over 40, but you know there are a lot of different ways to count the number of resorts. So let's say uh, it's a lot of resorts um in valley you really find uh ski for everyone we have for example the largest ski area the four valley uh with over 400 kilometers of slopes uh it's a great place to start your ski safari uh it is sorry nada or tion uh those are the villages that mario mentioned uh before and there you can really start your, your journey through the four Valley. Uh, they're a fantastic resort. And if you think this is not enough, then you better head to the region of which is part of the Porte du Soleil. Uh, this is the world's largest ski area. It's based on two countries, France and Switzerland, and you have uh, over 600 kilometers of slopes. So the street side is really made out of uh, six, Uh, very charming villages uh, and more important to know is while you're landing in Geneva uh, this is the closest destination uh, from the airport so it's perfect for a short stay if you have a long weekend this is the location you you might choose uh, as being close for you but if you're looking for a destination where you can ski and relax uh, Mario mentioned it before, uh, we have Leukabad. Uh This is a thermal destination, meaning you can, in one hand, ski during the day and uh, enjoy relaxing after to be ready for the next skiing day. Uh, so they have over 32 pools, which should make the options of taking it easy uh, the day after quite a lot uh,
1: and quite large. I guess uh, soaking in the pools after your day on the slopes is something that a lot of people would would look forward to.
3: Yeah, it's perfect. And uh, what's most impressive is, you know, you're in a pool and you're surrounded by a high mountain, so it makes the experience even uh, more special.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And are there ski slopes in, in the Canton suitable for everyone or or only more experienced skiers?
3: No, we really have slopes for everyone. Uh, Maybe to mention uh, one element is uh, the fact we have a family welcome label destination. We have six in the region. It means, you know, the facilities, not only for skiing, but as well for the activities and for the family around. It's really meant to be. Um, and speaking of slopes and difficulty, we really have a grade of difficulty on the slopes. And we really have a good split in between black slopes, red slopes, blue slopes. And on top of that, for the people that want to go off the beaten tracks, we as well have what we call yellow tracks. This is ungrown but uh, secured slopes. So you can go off be skiing carrying your material, uh, but on on an area that has been secured. So you see the variety of skiing is really for every member of the family, every level and, if you're a non-skier, uh, you don't have to forget that we have fantastic restaurants that can be reached with the cable cars. So if you'd rather, you know, uh, take a trip with a bunch of friends or family that are non-skier, you can uh, make a meeting point on the, on the top uh, at the restaurant. Some ski, some do so, so, snowshoeing and everybody joins for a fantastic lunch in a terrace and enjoy a panoramic view. So, yeah, quite a,
1: quite a lot of options. Yeah, sounds perfect. So non non skiers can just perhaps sit back and enjoy a hot chocolate or a a glue wine or something and 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 watch their friends wish down the slopes.
3: Absolutely, really. This is uh, this is what I highly recommend. Even as a skier, you know, uh, take some time in a terrace. We we have a Mediterranean climate. We have sun 300 days a year, so meaning the chances that you are skiing with the sun are quite high. Fantastic.
1: Mario, you mentioned before the Saint Bernard dogs, and they're just one of the the cute animals that are um, well known from uh, valet. The other being the black nose sheep that a lot of people have probably seen photos of on Instagram and other social media. What's the history behind these these two animals, and and where can we see them um, when we visit?
2: Yeah, the St. Bernard dog uh, is originally from the St. Bernard Pass, we could say, those are the way from the valley, from Switzerland uh to to Italy and the St. Bernard dog uh, the the breeding of the dog was uh originally up at St. Bernard Pass and uh it was done by by monks. Uh, there's still some monks left, but uh, in these days only three, and they're very, very old, so they're not able anymore to do this breeding. So uh, a, cre- a foundation was created <coughs> to to keep this breeding also in the region, and it was moved down to to Martini. in uh, in the city, down in in the valley. And uh, beside the breeding, uh, you have also a museum of the St. Bernard dogs, the so-called Berryland, where you can learn about the history of the St. Bernard dog, but you have also the the living dogs in this museum. And uh, usually twice a year, you have also the puppies for about six weeks in spring and autumn again. And then uh, the museum is very, very busy with uh, families and the kids because they just love these, these puppies. And uh, in summer, you still can do uh, hiking uh, with the St. Bernard dog up at St. Bernard pass because uh, the, the breeding, they bring up some of the dogs uh, to St. Bernard pass. They pass to summer up there and you can uh, book some uh, hiking with the dogs. Okay.
1: And, um, and sorry, the dogs were uh, were bit bred for for rescuing um. People,
2: yeah, right? yeah, yeah, right. In the past, it was for this uh, up at the Saint Bernard when people uh, were passing over. In, in in the old days, where especially in winter was a lot of of snow and uh, there were no roads, no uh, buses, whatever. They they were hiking over the Saint Bernard Pass, so they were they were a breed for for the for the rescue. That's correct, right? And yeah, you mentioned those are the black nosed sheep, which is a, a very traditional special race um, uh, from from the valley. Um, and you can you can uh, you can uh, meet those black nosed sheep, uh, especially at Kornegrad in in Zermatt. So when you go up to Kornegrad, uh, there's a, a special product we can say meat to sheep. And some of the sheeps up at Gornegrad, they're GPS tracked. So you can follow them. You take out your, your cell phone, you get off the, the Gornegrad train, and then uh, you can push the bottom of one sheep and it shows you the name and uh, the age and uh, the weight of the sheep and you can look around and uh, after a while we can be sure that, that you will meet um, probably Rosie which is five years old and has a weight of 30 kilos and you can the this, um, this sheep then. And Beside those animals we have also a special cow race, the Wachterons or Ehringer cow in, in, in German. Those are black cows. Uh, they're fighting cows. There are also some contests about it, but this is a natural instinct. Huh? So they're not forced to do this. This is a natural instinct because when the cows go up to the Alp in uh, beginning of the summer, they fight each other to see who's the boss of the Alp this year. And... A fun fact: Only women fight, so the the one who wins is the queen of Switzerland.
1: Wow! There you go.
2: And last but not least, the marmot, especially in Zasve right now i'm in sasfe and in sasfe you can feed the marmots which are usually uh, they're very very shy but in sasfe you can go around and uh, take some peanuts and some carrots and uh, you can feed the marmots so this is what i might gonna do after this podcast go out to Sasfe and feed the marmots
1: Okay. Well, that's, that's a very unique experience. I have, I've seen marmots uh, from the Gornograt train. Um, but yeah, I haven't been up, up that close to them. So that would be something quite, quite special. Emily, are there any uh, local culinary specialties or or drinks that we we should try? Mario mentioned earlier about the number of grapes and and, uh, the Canton is the biggest wine-producing region in Switzerland. Is that the main sort of culinary specialty?
3: No, this is not. Well, this is one of the culinary specialties because, as Mario mentioned before, we are the biggest wine-growing region in Switzerland. And... um, some of the grapes only grow in the region, like, for example, the Petit Arvine, just to name one one of them. And uh, you have to come in the canton to to make a, a tasting. Uh, and we have a, a perfect location for that, uh, a great experience, and a product you can book uh, for that wine experience uh, is in Les Celliers de Sion. The Cilio de Suri is a very modern wine park uh, that has been uh, created a couple of years ago now. And they're really based uh, on wine tourism, meaning that you can go uh, in, uh, in their fantastic building just to do a wine tasting for an hour and a half. And then it goes together with a small introduction, a movie, and you, you taste your wine together with the Valley Platter. But if you have a bit more time, and this is what I highly recommend, um, it's really that you uh, taste, uh, try one of their products in the vineyard because they're really located at the footstep uh, of the vineyard in Sion. And we spoke before about uh, the bees, uh, the irrigation channel. Uh, Nana is, of course, uh, very famous for their irrigation channel as they have a, a lot of network. But we have uh, irrigation channels all, all over Valley, including in a vineyard, because we need the water to irrigate the vineyard as well. So there um, are products uh, where you can hike along those channels uh, in the vineyard and stop in cabins to do wine tasting and eat um, either, uh, we call it a fondue bacus, so it's meat in, um, in wine, or uh, raclette because raclette is another product uh, that is uh, famous in the valley. This is the the famous famous dish in the region. Uh, Raclette used um, to be created back in the days or invented uh, in the region. And uh, we do the raclette in a very special way in the region. Uh, We uh, have half of a wheel. That uh, we put in an oven and it's, it starts to uh, melt a little bit, and then we scratch this half wheel, which makes the experience very special. So when you do a wine tasting, uh, I would add it on top, make your wine tasting, and add it with a raclette because the match uh, raclette um, and wine is is really perfect. Um, and as we speak about the raclette, uh, there is one experience uh, and product that you can as well do in the region is a uh, hiking, uh, and then you uh, do the raclette at a fireplace with your guide, which makes the taste even more special. And this is something you can do in Vezona. And for the people that you know are more adventurers, and uh, love uh, being in nature. We have some destination like, uh, like South in the region du Midi, that um, gives you the possibility to buy racklet kits kit uh, at the tourism board. And they give you uh, an itinerary that you follow, and then you do your your raclette uh, in the nature on your own, which I think it's fantastic. So those are two products uh, and culinary specialties about the region. But we don't have to forget the special uh, valley platter. So it's a a mix of uh, different dried meat like fiancé chic, cured ham um, that are all all labelized, certified, um, and it goes together with a piece of ricotta cheese that it's not melted this time. And another one that I like to mention maybe are it's the cholera. Because codarai is a very special dish uh, that is a mix in between vegetable, it's a pie and it mixed vegetable uh, and raclette
1: cheese. A common thing there, isn't there, There's lots of raclette cheese in all of these. Specific- yeah, you
3: know, <laughs> we're home of raclette, so whenever we get a chance, it's either you take a, a piece of raclette cheese cold or uh, or uh, hot, but it's a uh, it's a good uh, good mix usually. Um, but, yeah, so this colorize is a dish that you can even learn how to cook uh, in uh, in the Alec L- region, or uh, you just uh, take the opportunity to make a try after a hiking day, uh, and it's really a, a fantastic dish uh, now that the autumn comes.
1: Yeah, great. Obviously, with uh, people wanting to get out and about and experience all these wonderful sights, why not accompany it with a, a glass of the local wine and, and some raclette? So, Mario, if people um, listening to this are, are keen to come to Valais and, and visit all these wonderful um, natural sites and, and taste all the delicious food and wine, if they're um, travelling by public transport, as a lot of international
2: tourists do,
1: is it easy to get around the canton?
2: It is very easy. Um, I mean, the the public transport system in Switzerland is... Uh, just great and comfortable and uh, close to be perfect uh, and uh, you can travel around by by train or our famous yellow postal buses. Um, all over the Canton, in in every village, uh, you have connections, regular connections, uh, with uh, with the train or this postal bus. And the easiest, definitely, you you buy a Swiss travel pass, and then you you fly in to Zurich or Geneva. Or another option is you fly into Milan, for example. You're very close also to our to our region, and uh, and then you use the Swiss travel pass. You don't have to think about buying tickets because the Swiss, Swiss travel bus includes all the trains, all the postal buses, even uh, boats and uh, most of the experiences. So if you go up uh, to discover, for example, the Matterhorn with the Gornergrat Railway, uh, you have a 50% discount. Also, if you go to Allege Glacier, you have a 50% discount. So this is the best ticket uh, you can buy when you travel Switzerland. And... Uh, also an important fact is using the Swiss uh, public transport system you can be sure you're going to be on time this is swiss quality so if the schedule tells you the train is leaving at 2:03 don't think you can be at the station at 2:04 because the train will be gone for sure
1: so true so true and of course it's um, sustainable too so it's it's and that's an added bonus
2: Definitely, yeah. It's very important in these days.
1: Absolutely. So, if you had a friend coming to visit you in Valais for the very first time, where would you take them, and 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 what would you do?
2: Oh, I would, I would um, arrive in the Valais even by hiking, not even taking the train or the car. I would hike over the Gemmi Pass from the Bernese Overland uh, to uh, to Loikabat. So an easy three-hour hike, then you're at Gebi Pass with a beautiful view, you enjoy some nice rush, and then you go, back, go down to Loikeabad and you relax in the thermal water uh, of Loikeabad. Afterwards, move to Brick, for example, as I mentioned before, you can use Brick as a hub to discover the region, then go up to Kornograd to the best viewpoint of Matterhorn. You need to see the Matterhorn. Uh, It would be like uh, going to Sydney and not visiting the the Opera, you know. So you need to see the Matterhorn uh, next day. Move to South for a glacier hike, for example, a glacier walk. Walk on a glacier once in a lifetime together with the mountain guides in Sasfi and on the way back you can feed the marmots, as I mentioned before. Very important to uh, to to view this. Uh, cute animals. And the other day you go up to LH Arena, you go to one of the viewpoints to see this great LH Glacier, to be in the UNESCO World Heritage Site. And there you can choose from different hikes. If you just want to do two hour easy hiking or up to five, six hours along the LH Glacier, Matterhorn View included. A great experience. And then let's move from the German part to the French-speaking part to the Swiss-French culture, wine and food, as uh, explained by Emily before, walk along one of the businesses in Nada, play the alporn, and visit another great product, the greatest underground lake in Sion, and then move on to Martigny. You need to see the St. Bernard dogs, of course. This is very important. And you end up just like right before uh, Lake Geneva in uh, in the region Don du Midi, where you can, beside the wine, we have also some local breweries, they brew beer. And in Morgens, you have a local beer brewery, you should taste the seven different uh, beers of Don du Midi, which are named by the peaks of the mountain range of Don du Midi. And do this before you probably explore the Lake Geneva region in Montreux and visit the statue of Freddie Mercury uh, in Montreux. Mm.
1: Well, sounds like the ideal itinerary and I think you'd be a pretty good tour guide.
2: (laughs) I would appreciate to join every tour coming to the valley and showing around our beautiful uh, landscape and uh, experiences.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you you enjoy showing your friends the beautiful region. Emily, do you have any other tips uh, for our listeners of things that they should not miss when they come to the valet?
3: I have a lot of tips, but I think we'd focus just on a couple of uh, of them. My first tips uh, it would be recommend them uh, to come over in autumn because uh, you know we always speak summer, we always speak, always speak winter, but the autumn uh, with the months of September and October are fantastic, and we're lucky enough to have a destination that have cable cars running until the end of October, or for some of them, uh, even longer. So it gives the people to enjoy in first hand the fantastic astronomy we have at that time of the year, but as well to enjoy the climate, because uh, you know, uh, we can have a good 20 degrees until October, which is fantastic. So this would be my first tips and recommendation come over uh, in autumn. This is uh, a wonderful season. Uh, and as a second tip, you know, I'm really an adventure lover. So uh, I would say to people, come over to hike and uh, to challenge yourself as well. Uh, we have 800 kilometers of hiking trails. We have fantastic mountain bike uh, trails and road cycling uh, routes. Um, so the adventure really awaits you at every corner and the uh, Valley is a natural playground. So, if you want to tick the box of your first four thousand meter peaks, this is something you can do in the Alat uh, in South Bay, sorry If you want to walk on a glacier, you can go in the Alat region. Uh, if you want to do wine tasting, we have Les de Sion. Uh, so, really, um, those those would be my tips. Uh, if you wanna if you wanna go in nature, then uh, then come and visit
1: us there really is something for everyone, as we as we mentioned before. Thank you uh, both very much for coming on to the podcast to tell us all about Valet. Um, if our listeners would like to know more information, what's your web address where they can, can find further details?
3: It's very easy. You go on visitvalet.ch
1: and you'll find all the information. Fantastic. I'll put a link to that in the show notes for this episode uh, as well as, um, yeah, I'll mention all those uh, main places that we've talked about today so people can easily find more information. Thank you again. I hope um, we've got plenty of people coming uh, coming your way to, to visit very soon. Well, as you can see, the canton of Valais really does offer something for everyone. And with 300 days of sunshine every year, good weather is almost guaranteed. Another thing you're guaranteed in Valais is spectacular scenery. With 45 of Switzerland's 48 4,000-metre-high mountains located in Valais, there are snow-capped peaks everywhere you look. And Valais is also the perfect destination to see glaciers, indulge in Swiss wine, or soak in a thermal bath. With 32 different pools in Lukabad, I could easily spend a few days there. There's so much waiting to be discovered in Valais, and it's definitely going to be a part of Switzerland that I explore further in the future. Will Valet feature in your Swiss vacation? I hope so. If you'd like to learn more about any of the places we've chatted about today, take a look at the show notes for this episode at holidaystoswitzerland.com forward slash episode 83 here you'll find links to the visit valet website and our previous podcast episodes about zermatt i'll also include details about the swiss travel pass the all-in-one ticket for switzerland that mario mentioned thank you for joining me today i hope you'll join me again next time for more switzerland travel tips and inspiration until then cheers.
0: If you'd like more great resources to help you plan your dream trip to Switzerland, there are lots of ways to connect with us. Visit our website, holidays to sign up for our monthly newsletter, or join our friendly, helpful community of past and future travellers in our Switzerland travel planning group. You'll also find the links to connect with us in the show notes for this episode. Show notes and a list of all previous episodes are available at holidays slash podcast. Don't miss out on your fortnightly dose of Swiss travel inspo. Hit the subscribe button on your favourite podcast app so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating. That's all for this edition of the Holidays to Switzerland Travel Podcast. Thanks for joining us and happy travel planning.